All right, good morning, everybody. This is Michelle, and it is the Friday morning leaders call. Uh, you know what? Uh, so today we're talking about strategic planning and design. So one of the things that I, it just kind of ironic this morning, uh, strategic planning. So you can plan as much as you want, and sometimes something doesn't go the way that you want. So this morning is a great example of this. Um, I had planned to kind of come on the line a little bit early. I was going to greet all of you, um, chat a little bit, kind of catch up. And I pulled my phone off the charger this morning and it literally went black. I can't get it turned on. I can't do anything with it. So um, reality is of life. Thank goodness I have a landline. So I am on my, my home phone, uh, which feels a little weird, but... We're just going to go with it this morning. So uh, today I am so excited to share this idea with you today. Um, when I learned this very simple process that I'm going to share with you, it really took my leadership to a whole new level. So people actually will pay me to come into their environments and help them do what I'm going to share with you on a regular basis. Um, I, many of you know, I'm finishing up my PhD and as part of my coursework, I had to go through many classes on how to do organization and business development. So within all of that, they teach you all kinds of skills and, and strategies on um, how to plan, how to do strategic plans, things like that. So I, I learned all kinds of fancy ways of doing it, right? But today I'm going to share with you a, a fail-proof, three-step, very simple system to helping you plan well from the beginning. Okay? Are you ready? Okay. So first of all, um, developing strategies. We are talking about keeping it simple. Okay? We do not want to make this complicated. Um, many times when I'm working with folks and they're trying to you know, design something, they, they go into this very complicated area um, and they think that if I can make it at more complicated, then it will be more meaningful. When in reality, you want to keep it simple, there's meaning in the simplicity, okay? So I use these steps I'm going to share with you today whenever I'm planning anything, okay? So it doesn't matter how big or small it is, I use these three steps. So today I'm going to share with you what the three steps are, and then I'm going to give you three examples. So um, from my speaking, training, and kind of leading meaning meetings, that, that leadership aspect, um, I'm also going to share with you uh, how I use this when I work with my kids, talking about who's going to get the chores done during the weekend right? Um, and then I'm going to talk to you at a little higher level. How do you use these three steps when you're trying to plan your life? Okay, so my intent today is to share with you the three steps, give you some concrete examples, and really help you understand how to um, do this for yourself in regardless of whatever situation or circumstance you're in. All right. Okay, so here's the three steps to to strategic planning. The first one, and honestly, I think this is the most important one, begin with the end in mind. 
So a lot of people don't think about what do I want my ultimate final goal or result to be? They think more along the, the terms of this is where I'm at right now. And I think I kind of want this thing over here. And they start on their journey from that beginning point and they hope that they get there. Okay. So when you're thinking about beginning with the end in mind, you really want to have um, a goal, a purpose, a vision. In my mind, I like to think of it as an image. Okay. So a, a picture in my mind about what I actually want to happen. Okay. Again, I'm going to share some examples with you, but that's the first step. Now, the second step in strategic planning is to backtrack. So what that means is now that you've got this goal, this image in your mind, you want to walk backwards from that point to your starting point. So again, I said most people, what they do is they start in the beginning and they hope they get to the result. Well, if you start at the end, and you say, this is what I want, and then you can kind of backtrack what are the steps that get you there, then you can have a better understanding of, number one, what's it going to take to get there? Um, number two, what hurdles might I come across? Um, but number three, how long is it going to take me? Because the more that I do this, not only for myself, my own business, and with my coaching clients, I realize, you know, especially when you start at the, the beginning, you underestimate how long it's going to take to get something done. So when you begin with the end in mind and then you begin to backtrack, you have a better estimation of the timeline. Okay. Now the third one, which I, the third step, which I think is just as important, honestly, is to cut it out. So what does that mean? Oftentimes when you're making a plan, Again, this is why we want to keep it as simple as possible. We as humans tend to complicate things. We, we add extra steps. We say, oh, if this is good, then, you know, times it by 10, it must be even better. And what I found is that when you keep your plan very simple and you just stay focused on that, you're more likely to get to your outcome. But you have to, you know, think about, okay, if it's going to, you know, take a year to do a project, don't keep adding things onto your plan. Keep it as simple as possible. Okay. So those are the three steps. And let me share with you how this shows up in uh, my work and my life. Okay. So um, let me first talk about this idea of a speaking event, going to do a training or helping to lead meetings. That is, I would say that's probably about... 60%, uh, maybe 70% of my business. Okay. So first I ask myself, what do I want to happen? Um, for example, many of you on the line today, you either participated last year or this year in a, a leadership series of trainings that I've done in the state of Michigan. So when I was putting together this series, I thought, what do I want to happen? And I had a vision. So I, I got my outline. You know, these are the points I definitely want to make sure that people are aware of. Um, I knew, hey, we're going to meet from nine to four. And so then you start adding in things like, 
I know I need this much for my intro, this much for my conclusion. These are when we're taking our breaks, right? So you're adding in all of that. And then you're finding out, okay, I have an hour here. I have an hour here. What are some things that I could teach during that hour? And so then it just became this for this one hour, I'm going to make this three-step strategic plan for this one hour. And so when I was first starting, I said, what do I want to happen at the end of this training? What do I want the people who are coming to know or do because of their time here? So that's my ultimate goal. And then when I realized I had four one hour segments, now I'm not thinking about the whole entire day. I'm thinking about those four one hour segments and how am I going to build something so that I know that we get to that ultimate goal. Okay. And then I realized I have way too much material. So I have to back up. I have to cut some things out. And it forced me to think about if I have to cut material out, what is the most important material that people need? Okay. And then when I was doing the training, as I'm going through, of course, I have a plan and I have options. Okay. And I realized, I see, I kept the goal in mind, but I realized as we were going through, some conversations were giving me excellent data about, ooh, we're a little bit ahead or maybe a little bit behind of where I want to go. And because I knew where I wanted to go at the end of the day, I knew how to kind of drive the group in that direction. Does that make sense? Okay, so um, one thing that I have a lot of coaching clients that are coming to me for lately is designing uh, a keynote or a training. And so let me tell you about a keynote because this is really actually very, very simple. Let's say you're going to do an hour long keynote or maybe, you know, you're, you're just going to talk to some people, right? You're going to do a training. So I think about what's my intro, right? And then in an hour, I can have three main points. What's my call to action? What's my conclusion? That's it. Okay, I have a formula, I have a system that I've developed over time. This is the system that we use and I keep it very simple because what, what's going to happen is that when you get there, um, you're going to meet people, you're going to talk to them, walk slowly through the crowd. Um, something that somebody says is, is going to kind of trigger inside me. Ooh, that would be a great story to tell here, right? And so I get up there with my formula and then I bring my whole person and before I know it, the time is done. But see, if I had put everything I know, hey, listen, I was talking to a client um, three days ago and she is getting ready to do a series of trainings and she sent me her PowerPoint slides and we were talking through what she wanted to do. Now, she had not began with the end in mind. She just started at the beginning and started putting everything she knows on these PowerPoint slides. And her ultimate goal is that she wanted somebody to sign up for um, a certain product that she was offering at the end. And I said, hey, listen, why would I sign up for this? You've already told me everything you know. So her goal of wanting somebody to, to further work with her, she, she couldn't get to that goal because she didn't realize that she was sabotaging herself. 
And so for her, she had to say, ooh, okay, let me back off a little bit. Let me cut some stuff out. Let me give enough information that they feel it's useful for their time. And at the end, they want more. Okay. Also, um, let's talk about leading meetings. So when you're leading meetings, you know, how many of you have ever been to a meeting that you're like, oh my gosh, this could have been an email, right? Or, wow, I know we're having this meeting just because we have to, we got to check a box. Yeah, I've been to a lot of those myself. When you're leading a meeting, you want to begin with the end in mind. So what is the, the actual outcome or result you're wanting to get to? And first of all, if you don't have a reason for meeting, like this is just a, a regularly scheduled meeting, don't meet, okay? You have to have a reason for meeting. Um, let's talk about something that typically happens in a meeting, uh, decision-making, okay? So when you're coming to a meeting, maybe you're, you're meeting with your leadership team and you have a decision to make. First of all, uh, before you come to the meeting, you really should let your people know, here is the agenda, this is what we're going to be discussing. And there's a really, really important thing you need to clarify first. Anytime you're making a decision and it's, uh, a group is involved, let your team know, <clears throat> is this a decision that we are discussing and then voting on? Or is this a decision that you're discussing and then someone else is making the decision? Okay, it's very frustrating when you come to a meeting and you think you're gonna be a part of this really great discussion and inform a decision to realize that somebody else has that power to make the decision. So it, it's okay to let people know, hey, listen, we're going to, um, you know, put some thoughts on paper and we're going to give so-and-so this information. They're going to make the decision. Please let your people know that. Okay. So let's say you've got your group there and um, you're, you're going to try to make a decision on anything really. So you, you know, you introduce to them what it is that you're going to be discussing. You say, hey, you know, we're talking about this today probably tell them the why, right? Or any backstory that you have on that. And then pros and cons. So just have a discussion about, you know, that with your group. And then, you know, as you're telling them again, who's going to make the decision, then you also want to tell them when is the decision going to be made? Okay. See what you're doing here as you're going through this meeting is you begin with the end in mind. Don't just show up and, you know, hope something wonderful happens. Um, but you, as you're going through this process, it's like a, a backtracking, right? You're saying, hey, listen, this is everything that's going to happen with this decision. And you're keeping it very simple. Your people will appreciate this because it gives safety to their brain, Okay. Um, it helps them know what they need to do during this time, okay? So there's safety there, there's security there. They feel like they're being a part of something and not being held hostage, okay? All right, so I do want to move on. Um, let's see. So I'm going to talk about um, 
when I'm working with my kiddos and we're trying to figure out who's going to do the chores during the weekend. So this can apply obviously to family life and it can also apply to working with your staff as well. Okay. So take it on each one of those levels. So the first thing is, you know, I, I think about beginning with, with the end in mind. So at the end of the time, when our chores are done, what do I want to happen? Right. And so I'll think about, okay, here's like right now, I got to tell you, this has been uh, an interesting week. Uh, I just got back from a trip to South America where I was there for, for over a week. And so you can imagine some of the things that have occurred in my household. And so um, there's about three loads of clean laundry sitting here in the living room. Uh, I know there's dishes to be done. I know that there's other things that need to get done. And so when I sit down and I think about usually Friday night, maybe Saturday morning, what needs to be done, I'll think about the vision of what I want my house to look like, right? So begin with the end in mind. And then I'll write down, so this is the backtracking part, I'll write down the things that I would like to get done. Now, here's another key. As I'm going through and I'm writing down those things that need to get done, I'm thinking about good, better, best. So the best scenario is that everything on that list is going to get done. Maybe even, even more, honestly. The better scenario is that 80% of what I put on that list gets done. The good scenario is that some gets done and we still like each other when we get it done. Okay, so, so what I'm doing is I'm saying, hey, listen, ultimately, I would like all of this done. Now, I have no idea what's going to happen that next day. Here's the kicker. Sometimes I'll get up and my husband will say, hey, I'm taking, you know, Josiah, we're going to go get a haircut. Ooh, that takes one of my workers out, right? Or, you know, we can go about doing what we're going to do. And then all of a sudden, grandma will call and say, hey, I want to take the girls out to a movie. Uh-oh, you know. So, so what I'm doing is I'm setting myself up for success regardless of what the result is. Okay. Then I sit down with my, my kids. So you can do this with your staff too. And I say, okay, here are all the things that we need to get done. So who wants to do what? Now I can already guess who's going to want to do which job based on their preferences based on their strengths, their skill ability. Sometimes I'll, I'll kind of push them out a little bit, you know, like for example, my, my son now is the, the person who mows our lawn. Okay. I'm not really comfortable with the girls doing that right now. Just, just where they're at in their maturity level, but I can see in a couple years where I'm going to have to kind of push them out to do that. Okay. Then I ask them, okay, so you're doing this, you're doing this, I'm doing this. Okay, who do you want to do this with? So do you want to do it by yourself? Do you want to do it with a partner? Do you want to do it with me? What, what are your thoughts? And then we say, okay, how do you want to do this? So if you've got your two or three things and I've got my things, you know, how is it going to make sense for us to, you know, work and do this together? So for example, if we're all working in the kitchen at the same time, how are we going to make sure that we can do that successfully? Right. And then I'll ask them, okay, do you want to, um, let, let's do 20 minutes on our, on our chores and then we'll come play a game. 
and then, you know, maybe we'll go back and finish another chore and then we'll go for a walk. And so we kind of make our plan as we go throughout the day. Now, typically what happens is that when I go through this process, it because we've done it several times, it flows more smoothly um, and my kids are catching on. And uh, honestly, it, it, it's a great process. Begin with the end in mind, backtrack, and cut it out. So sometimes the cut it out portion is we get to noon, right? And we've been working for four hours and I say, hey, listen, yeah, we're not going to worry about doing this one thing today. Don't worry about it. Okay? Does that make sense? All right, so the last example. So how does this apply, this three-step process, to life? So we've talked about this before on these calls about your legacy statement. So your legacy statement, which if you'd like to know more about this in detail, John Maxwell's book, Intentional Living, is amazing, okay? So he talks about a legacy statement and says, when you get to your funeral, what do you want people in your life to say about you? So not what are they going to say about you, but what do you want them to say about you? Okay, so this is the ultimate begin with the end in mind, right? Most people, what they do is they try to live a good life and they hope that they, um, you know, that people will say nice things about them. So, for example, when I went through this process myself several years ago, um, my legacy statement has something to the effect of, I want people to say at my funeral, Michelle saw me for who I was and she introduced me to my new self. So everything I do, whether it be for work, whether it be at home, or whether it be out in my community, I want to honor, value, and respect where somebody is, and I want to help them see how awesome they are and how they could be even more awesome, okay? So if I'm talking to the lady at the grocery store or the bank, honor, value, respect, encourage, okay? So that's beginning with the end in mind. So how do you backtrack on that? Well, once I had that, I said, okay, if that's it, what work should I be doing? And equally, what work should I not be doing? Okay. So it really forced me to ask myself, what do I really want? And then it made me even think about, okay, for instance, I'm, I'm sitting here staring at my, um, my dashboard. So th this is the, the things that I track throughout the year. Um, it made me put in an impact number on there. So for everything that I do, I track the people that are there and I, I put an impact number because my value is to help and support others. And so I want to track that I'm actually doing that because what you track gets done, right? So it's as simple as looking at how should I do this work? Should I do this work? Who could I work with, right? Now listen, your purpose is going to stay the same. So for example, your, your goals might change over the course of your life, 
but your legacy statement is still general enough that it's going to capture who you are. Okay, so for example, I'm currently in a, kind of a time in my life and my career where I'm reflecting and I'm reviewing. Um, I'm really thinking about how I want to take my business in the future, um, looking at making some shifts here. And I got to tell you, the process of transformation sometimes is a little painful, okay? Um, but I'm seeing that I need to make some shifts. And so as I'm looking at what I'm going to be doing in the next six months, year, two years, I really want to be thinking about my legacy statement and making sure that everything I do matches up with that, okay? So I'm coming back to begin with the end in mind and I'm backtracking. Now here's the thing, you need to be very specific. So for example, so this is the cutting it out process, right? When I'm making a decision not to work with a partner or a client again, it has nothing to do with that partner or client. It has everything to do with, is this fulfilling my values and my legacy statement? When I'm making the decision about, you know, this is the time of year here in Michigan, for those of you who are not in Michigan or who are outside of the U.S., um, we have just officially entered into the summer season and many people here Michigan is a beautiful place in the summer it is absolutely gorgeous until about October this place is is just overrun with tourists trying to have an amazing experience now many folks in my life they put money and effort towards camping every weekend or going to the cabin or lake house or Whatever it is, that's, that's the lifestyle that they choose to have. I, for one, you know, our family has made the decision that we will not be doing that. And it, for a lot of different reasons. But it all comes back to my legacy statement. That if I put the time and the money and the energy into doing that, I can't do the things that I really feel called to do. So in the end, I have to sacrifice the good for the better or the best, okay? Sometimes you have to make those decisions. Even though something is really good, you have to look at it and say, you know what, I gotta cut some things out, okay? All right, well, so what? Uh, what does this have to do with anything? Well, let me review the three steps again. So what's your result? Begin with the end in mind, backtrack, and then cut it out. So the next thing that you're planning, and I don't care if it's planning for your weekend, planning for your next vacation, planning what you're gonna do in the next six months. The next thing that you're planning, I want you to try to use these three steps. Practice this as much as possible. And if you have children or you have staff that you're working with, have them practice this and just see what happens. Okay, let it, let it be a grand experiment. Okay, this three-step strategy can save you a ton of hurt and sorrow along your, your growth path, I promise you. Okay, and please let me know how it goes. Uh, feel free to email me at michelle at growbyone.com. 
let me know how things are going. Let me know if you have questions. Let me know if you'd like to, to chat about uh, a plan for something that you're doing. I'd love to be a thinking partner with you on that one. Okay. All right. So next week, we are going to talk about the steps to creating positive change. So if you like this call, it's going to be um, a little bit more towards how do you get yourself and a group to make a change? What are the steps you need to be aware of and how can you ensure that that change is positive? Okay. All right. So for those of you who are not aware, um, pretty soon after this call, I will go ahead and upload this into the podcast. So anywhere where you find podcasts, you can find ours. It is change your thinking, change your life. Uh, So if you didn't get all the notes that you wanted and you'd like the recording, that's an excellent way to get it and and immediately. And if you were thinking of somebody as we were going through the call and you thought, hmm, I wish so-and-so would know this, jump on social media or the podcast. We're going to have the link there and you can go ahead and share it with them. Okay? Awesome. So thank you so much for being here on the call. I really appreciate it. Um, I am holding an image of you being intentionally influential, powerfully productive, and empowering and engaging the people you serve. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day and enjoy the sunshine if it's around you. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.